Well, hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of The Bridge Podcast. And we're going to veer off to the right a little here. We're going to take our first exit, Mark, because a lot of folks right now, they're stuck in the slow lane. <laughs> yeah, this is our first our first uh, self-isolated podcast. Yeah. Coincidentally, before we had a chance to record this episode, the world went into lockdown. So <laughs> we are all home and... You know, it's a different world, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very different world. So uh, if you're joining us from lockdown, then that's awesome. Um, so I'm in Milford, Delaware right now. Andrew, you are aware? I'm in Seaford, Delaware. So we're probably 30 or 40 minutes apart. But um, through the magic of technology and uh, honestly through the blessings of uh, what God has made possible, uh, we were able to put together the technology necessary to make a, a recording. So I'm I'm thankful for that. You know, and there are a lot of people who are finding alternative ways to get work done, alternative ways to uh, have to run their household for the next couple of weeks. But that is sort of the focus of this episode. Um, we're going to call this one Church of the Isolated. Ooh. Yeah. I thought that had a ring to it, you know, like something out of Lord of the Rings or something. But um, So the Church of the Isolated, Mark, uh, when, when we think about all the changes that we're facing in the midst of um, – Having to socially distance ourselves from one another, and that is the idea that we're keeping our distance so that we don't spread the uh, the COVID-19 coronavirus to one another. It also comes with some restrictions on kids gathering at school and stuff like that. So they're, they're made to stay home, and it has interrupted a lot of our regular church assemblies. So we're not able to meet on Sundays, which is causing a bit of um, discomfort for a lot of people. It's causing a break in their routine, and and really, it's disrupting community, which is what the bridge is all about. Mm-hmm. So, Mark and I were discussing this on the side, and we thought, you know, this this is a topic that needs to be addressed. Maybe just one for encouragement. Uh, the bridge is certainly about strong communities. We're about getting together. We're about going to concerts and events. But in a time like this, where we have to keep our distance and where we have to minimize contact so that we can minimize the spread of the virus, well, we've got to get creative. Yeah. So, Mark, um, I wanted to bring up the the fact that for many people, this is the first time they find themselves isolated, right? I mean, have you ever stayed at home with your wife and your and your child and, and worked, you know, your nine to five? Has that been part of your normal routine? Never done it once. Yeah. I used to work from home on my own. Uh, my wife still went out of the house to work. And um, typically at that time, my daughter was little, so I would drive her to school and drop her off. So this is new for me too. We're having to run homeschool as well as uh, the work life. So um, it's new, it's weird. But there are some people for whom work at home is a normal standard. And then there's other people uh, who homeschooling is a normal everyday occurrence. It's their normal routine. And in fact, there are some people for whom isolation and loneliness, unfortunately, are part of their daily routine. They are always in a place of isolation. And so that's one thing I want to bring to your to your minds or to into your thoughts as we discuss this, is the idea that even though a lot of us are thrown out of our normal routine, for others in our community, they are always in isolation. So some of the things that we discuss are going to be great ways that you can continue to, to reach out to those people who are in isolation on a regular, ongoing, standard basis. 
Uh, and as a result, hopefully, the Church of the Isolation will be able to knit together uh, a stronger community on the other side of this pandemic. So, Mark, what's first? What's what's one great way that we can keep those people in isolation connected as a church? So uh, a lot of churches don't do this so much anymore, I don't think, but the good old church directory, uh, my, oh, my church— yeah. <laughs> My church growing up, uh, we we had a, a booklet that, you know, once a year they would update people's phone numbers and addresses, and um, we'd have picture day. Somebody from the congregation would, would, you know, get a nice photo of everybody, and and basically you just have this little database, little directory of, of everyone in your church, and, you know, what you could do is if you ever needed to get a hold of that person is you, you could call them, and so... If your church still has one of those, maybe pick a few people that you would already see and and, and contact them and, and just see how they're doing. You know, hey, how's it going? How's it affecting you? Are you guys okay? Like, do you have enough toilet paper? Right. Um, <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have enough bread? You know, they're, you know, I don't know. Check in on them. And a lot of people are used to having these social interactions every day. And so some of us aren't really talking to anyone besides our family yeah. uh, during this isolation period. And so, so just having a regular conversation and, and once you get through that, uh, pray for each other. Hey, how can mm-hmm. I pray for you right this second? You know, pray, pray on the phone. Uh, and, and how can I uh, pray for you this week going forward? Yeah, that you make a good point. I mean, I remember those church directories too. They were <laughs> that was quite an interesting time. Uh, some of the outfits we won't even look at some <laughs> of the old outfits and the hairstyles, but you know, um, but that was something that you could have at your fingertips. I remember my mom referencing her church directory all the time to get a hold of people. You know, set up what they call phone trees for prayer support. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was uh, certainly effective when the, when the time was necessary. But a lot of churches mm-hmm. don't make that possible anymore. So I agree with you, Mark. Reach out to your pastor or your church secretary. They've got that contact information as long as they're willing to share it or make it public or as long as each church member is willing to say, yeah, call me. I'm stuck at home, too. Um, <laughs> that would be a great way to, to connect the church uh, while we're all kind of um, in our homes all alone. So Yeah, and um, I mean, like a lot of churches, the church I currently attend does not have a church directory. And so, um, thankfully I'm pretty connected with our small groups and, and, and I have a lot of people's phone numbers on my own. Um, but if you are not in that situation where you've got a lot of phone numbers, maybe you've great relationships with people, but they, they stay at church, uh, mm-hmm. contact your pastor, you know, you'll find, find the phone number if it's on the website and, uh, and, and ask, you know, Hey, is there, are there some people that I can get phone numbers for? I'd love to check in on them as we're apart. Um, or, Hey, are there, I don't want to just say elderly people, but maybe there are some disabled people in your church. Um, and you want to volunteer to, to help them out. Like you can do that, you know, just because we're separated doesn't mean we have to be separated. Yeah. Good. Great point. Great point. Technology is right in our fingertips and in our hands repurpose it, right? Send out some encouraging emails, give people a quick phone call, uh, check in, or just call them to talk about what's on your mind too. Um, maybe set up some parameters, you know, not after 11 p.m. That might be good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay. So what about, um, I know one of the things that we have participated in 
for years. My wife has been in the worship team for years. And so I, you know, for the longest time, she'll get up early on Sundays, head to church, practice with the team. And then me and the kids roll in after that. And we break up for kids church. I stay out there for worship. It goes well. We hear the sermon. We do some mixing in the end. And then uh, after that, we all head out, you know, on our merry way. That's all disrupted. It's not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are some ways that churches can still hold worship and receive a sermon? Like, what what are we going to do? <laughs> so the good news is that we live in the age of the Internet, and there are so many churches that before this even began, they had uh, amazing worship services uh, that were broadcast live, whether it was live streaming through Facebook, through YouTube. Some of them have their own websites directly you know, for that live feed. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are a lot of churches that have kind of mastered that, where they can give you the experience of, uh, of being there from your home. Now, I don't typically recommend this because, like, Church is not the building. Church is not the service. Church is a body of people. And so, you know, doing your entire, doing the whole church thing by yourself in a room is not the way God intended it. However, if you approach it from the right way, uh, where you're trying to connect with people, then awesome. So um, I know Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, they have an amazing online worship service. And mm-hmm. uh, one thing that they always kind of say is, hey, we're glad you're tuned in, but make sure that you are connected with people where you are. Because they have people who tune in all over the world. And so... No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so um, like when they do the the offering during church, you know, they're like, hey, you can give to our church if you want, but make sure you're giving to your local church first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm reminded of a verse, Mark, Hebrews 10, 25 in the New Living Translation, which I like. It says, and not let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, but let's encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. It's vitally important that if we can, that we meet together. But as we already mentioned, we're under a weird restriction right now to keep, uh, to keep people apart. And, um, and I'm sure that, you know, the church, the church, uh, body of believers has seen isolation before. We've seen restricted movements before. We've seen, uh, times where the church experienced persecution and they were not allowed to join together openly, uh, and in public. And that brings up another great point. Around the world, there are persecuted churches, um, politically, religiously persecuted churches who are in hiding all the time. So if you want to remember them in your prayers, that would be vital too. Because those folks are facing this type of Church of the Isolated on a regular basis. And uh, they have to do church with just their home or a few people in their community. And they're not able to get out and do that. Or from their jail cell. Amen, right? You know, we see that yeah. in Scripture, too. Like, like if you want to talk about Church of the Isolated, <laughs> read the New Testament. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. So for a moment, I want to take a pause and just remind you that the Bridge Podcast is made possible by a very generous sponsor, Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. Um, Victoria's Restaurant, Mark, is there at the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel. It is, it's incredible. They offer fine dining in a very intimate setting that overlooks the beach and the boardwalk. I love it there. My wife and I have gone a couple of times for different occasions. Um, always walk away satisfied, always walk away with a smile. 
they do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And um, you can also enjoy a, a traditional Victorian afternoon tea, which is pretty cool. You can learn more about Boardwalk Plaza and Victoria's Restaurant at BoardwalkPlaza.com. Not so sure that they're taking reservations this week, but when things get back under normal uh, normal flow, I would really recommend that you run in there and enjoy their brunch. So, Mark, before we move on, can you give us a couple of recommendations for live streaming churches that you're you know, that you're aware of. Yeah. So, um, so one there's, there's elevation church right there. Um, they, they do just about everything. They, they, they do their church on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. They've got a special website, uh, and they just do it really well. But I, I also know that there are, uh, people who would prefer a more traditional church. They, they're mm. not super into cause, cause elevation they're Well, like a lot of production on elevation churches, presentation right like they're doing it up yeah they they have you know high energy colored lights and, and all that stuff but um uh there's rick warren's church he uh at saddleback church they're a great church to take a look at i, I would call them right down the middle and then uh, i just want to give a shout out to a, a church based here on delmarva bayshore community church yeah. Um, they are, are always doing stuff with, whether it's live or, or streaming on, on Facebook. Um, and I, I, I really like them. Uh, pastor Danny is, is awesome. And if you want that Delmarva flair on your worship while you're worshiping from home, uh, if your church isn't already doing it, um, yeah, my, yeah. my, uh, father-in-law, he pastors a church on Ken Island in Maryland and, uh, they do not stream their services, mm-hmm. but this past weekend, which was kind of the the beginning of the isolating from COVID nineteen, they did it. You know, if anyone has, a, cool. if you have a smartphone and a Facebook page, you can stream anything. That's right. Yeah. Again, using the tools that we're already using on a regular basis, right? Everybody, everybody, <laughs> just about everybody has an has a phone, either an Android based phone or an iPhone or a Google phone or. There are a lot of uh, devices in our hands. If we just turn those for a different purpose rather than, you know, texting or shooting quick videos or posting photos, we can turn those to be a camera that you can record the sermon or the worship team um, or just the pastor giving a message directly into his phone. And you can open up that video uh, as a live feed on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. Lots of tools out there to be able to do that, but you don't have to get fancy. You can use the phone that you have and connect it to the account that you're already using to communicate with your church members and the, and the community at whole. And, and you can you can have church in a live streaming sense. You can be sharing the message at the same time with the body of believers. So very, very cool. Would really recommend, uh, you know, tinkering with that and trying to equip your church uh, to be a live streaming church. And um, if you need more help with that, be sure to contact the bridge. We can point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Now, something that's a major concern to a lot of people right now, Mark, is kind of the impact that all of the isolation will have on the economy that, uh, you know, we're seeing some some impact to the stock market right now, but also people are being sent home from work with and without sick pay for an undetermined amount of time, essentially. And that's going to have an impact. The reality is that that will have 
some impact. If at all possible right now, I would encourage people to support their local businesses for sure. Right. Yeah. But one other area that I think people are going to overlook is this regular, consistent support, financial support of their own local church. We typically tithe, you know, and, and some churches are equipped to have tithes come out automatically from our checking account or, or, or what have you. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of churches still rely on a plate being passed. And if no one's in the sanctuary, no ushers are coming to get the plate <laughs> and no money is being placed in the plate and no checks are being placed in the plate, then that church is going to have a $0 day, unfortunately. They're not going to receive the tithe that is so necessary to keep the church doors open, to keep the pastors and, and their families supported so that they can study and learn the message that they bring to you on a weekly basis. I don't know if there's a clearer way to say that. What about you, Mark? What do you think? Well, I feel like, you know, we're, we're kind of talking, we're taking it from a certain angle when we say it that way to be, to start with the, the Bible talks about giving your first fruits that, that first 10% of your income to the Lord. And so the way that we do that, uh, is we, we, we take 10% of our paycheck and, and we give that to the church. That's not necessarily for the staff of the church, that's for us. That's for us mm. to trust God with our finances. And so, you know, it's, we need to support our local businesses right now because they're not getting the foot traffic like they have been. And we should tweak that mindset towards the church. You know, mm-hmm. the reason we give is not to give our pastors food on the table. We give because God asks us to. Right. Because we're not giving to them. We're giving to God. We're giving back to God. Yes. Right. Exactly. You, you make a very good point. Yeah. They get to feed their kids and, and continue. Um, and so I love my pastor and I'm going to continue to give so that I can guarantee that uh, at least something is going to them while we're in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. Churches aren't businesses, but in this situation with the economy and with everyone being isolated, I personally think that we should kind of think of them as as people, you know, mm. and and also churches. Think of the entity of the church as as an individual, right? Yeah, and then there's also yeah. uh, like local missions that that churches have funds for. So when you do give to your church, they are going to use that money in turn right. uh, to to you know this that and the other. They've got all sorts of different. Yes, yeah. You know, a hundred percent of your tithe doesn't usually go go a hundred percent into someone's pocket. It, you know, it goes to. That's right. Different to parts of the, the ways that the church is blessing the community. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, so first and foremost, God tells us that we have to give our first fruits to Him, and that it all belongs to Him anyway. And so, we're just bringing a portion back to say thank you to Him for all the blessings He pours out on us. I'd also like to say that if what I just said was super awkward or weird to somebody, like mm. please reach out to us podcast at eighty eight seven thebridge dot com. Uh, that was like a crash course about giving and why we give. And so uh, in case I missed something and there was something that you think uh, I didn't say properly there, like definitely reach out to us because we didn't intend to to miss anything. Right. Uh, but like money in the church is always a weird topic, especially when we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, Mark. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. If you need any further clarity on what we mean or maybe if we miss something, definitely podcast at 887thebridge.com. So let's move on to another point, Mark. Um, let's say that we get our live streaming up and running. Cool, right? So we're meeting each week. 
And that's going well and people are enjoying it. And then uh, we are on a regular basis reaching out to a small circle of people or a few people that are um, maybe even new to us, whatever, um, people that we don't normally interact with at church, but now we're interacting with by a few phone calls or texts or emails. What in the world are we going to talk about when we get on the phone with each other? <laughs> I mean, I don't normally talk to these people. So what what <laughs> what should we get into? What would you recommend? Well, uh, I saw a great post from Elevation Church the other day. Uh, they they said this that digital is now personal, and oh, um, man, yeah, I think that's a fun way to think about what we're talking about. And uh, they gave some recommendations. They they said that you could call or FaceTime someone, write a letter, uh, pray for your community, or send a sermon. And um, I think that sending a sermon thing is, is a cool thing to talk about. Hey, here's a, a, a sermon on YouTube. Would you watch it? Let's talk about it. Like spend half mm. an hour, you know, check the sermon out, and let's talk about it. Um, yeah, that's or a cool if, idea. Um now, that's exclusively if your church isn't doing live stream sermons, but you could, you know, if your church is having a sermon, well, then pick one or two people you want to talk about mm-hmm. it with and, and, and talk about it. We shouldn't forget about praying for each other. Yeah. If you get on, if you get on the phone with another believer, uh, you should certainly share your heart with them. Right now, fear is running rampant through our communities, and prayer is a strong antidote for fear. Uh, you can rely on one another by confessing that you're fearful, that you're concerned, that you're worried. Get all of that stuff, all that gunk up and out because they're probably feeling it too. So I would just encourage you to, um, you know, while you're trying to maintain politeness in your conversation, at the same time, open up to your vulnerabilities. Let each other know like, hey, man, this is what I'm struggling with right now. I don't want to face this alone. Would you mind praying for me? Would you pray with me right now? Because when we hang up here, I'm going to be alone again. <laughs> and yeah. you know, it's, it's important. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that you can do with folks when you get them on the phone is, is just to check in. I think Mark kind of touched on this really early on, but check, check on them to see that they've got the supplies that they need or the medication that they need. If you're young, able-bodied and healthy, uh, be willing to be that um, that roadrunner, that gopher. Head out there and uh, get what they need and then come home. Add it to your shopping list and just bring it back home to them. Yeah, I've heard of many instances where uh, an elderly couple who who are very susceptible to COV-19, mm. um, they – I've heard many stories of this where they're driving to the grocery store, you know, trying to get – a parking spot as close to the front as they can. And in in a way they're sort of paralyzed. Like, all right, we got to make this big step. Like we got to go into this grocery store. If it's full of different people who may or may not be infected. And, um, I I heard of a, a, a a woman who, uh, was kind of like, I want to say shouting, but calling Mm -hmm. out and and saying, Hey, uh, can you uh, trying to get someone's attention? And finally a lady you know, came over and she handed her a hundred dollar bill and said, Hey, can you please, can Mm. you please get, uh, the stuff on this list? I, I'm too afraid to go into that building. And you know, like that, that that's happening every single day in every single town. And, uh, you can stop that from happening. Let them stay at their house. 
yep. reach reach out to someone who might be very vulnerable in this time uh, and try to intercept them before they get in the car. Uh, yeah, before that fear has to take hold of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's – boy, what a heartbreaking story, man. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can do anything to disconnect that heart, heartache or that fear, uh, step in and do it, you know. Um, one more thing I think would be cool is that, uh, of course, there's a lot of Bible studies that people have in their homes on the shelves. Um, and a lot of people also participate in book clubs. <laughs> this might be a neat time to run a Bible study book club. Uh, you can check in each day or you check in every couple of days. It's a perfect time for that. And, you know, there there are some people who are working from home. There are some people where they are jobless right now, so they're not working at all, but they're at home. Uh, and then there are other people who their job is still going on right now. And you've got, I mean, really three completely different scenarios. That's just people that are working, um, let alone people like you've mentioned who are kind of isolated Anyway, um, depending on who you're connecting with, you know, maybe you do have a community of people who are free all day. Like, yeah, pick a, you know, maybe you all have the same book. You know, I feel like every single one of my friends has Crazy Love by Francis Chan. Well, that's um, a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, or, you know, uh, there are a lot of these books that, you know, who cares if you already read it? Read it again. Yeah. Pick somebody to read it with. And uh, if you don't work at all, if, if your job is canceled, maybe you work in a restaurant, uh, well, chapter a day and every day at, you know, 4 p.m., we're going to call each other and we're going to talk about this chapter. Uh, or if you're in my situation and you're still doing your full-time job and you're just doing it from home, that there's a different, find a different period of time where the two of you can get together. If life's as normal, you might not have much time. To, to read a whole nother book in the midst of all this. Um, but maybe you can pick something smaller, uh, scripture instead of a, instead mm. of an actual book, you know, pick the, the book of John. That's one of my favorite books to recommend to people in the Bible. Um, John just has a, a simple way of, of putting things. I, I'm, I'm reminded of Forrest Gump. Mama always had a way of explaining things so I could understand them. Um, <laughs> John does have a way of, explaining things so Mark can Um, understand them but that's uh, but you know if you are a Bible scholar man pick the most difficult Bible uh, book of the Bible you can like you know it's probably time for you to you know learn about that hard Bible that book but like the book of John is so simple you know it's only a page or two per chapter and uh, pick someone to read it with maybe even someone who doesn't know much about the Lord yet because like I said, it's an easy one to understand. Yeah, yeah. Have your own little church service. <laughs> so, like, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about this, Mark. And I mean, um, we're talking about a couple of different things overall. We're talking about reconnecting with members of the church just by calling them, emailing them, texting them, folks that you know you might just wave to on the way in the door normally, but now you can be kind of a um, a voice on the other end of the phone someone who you can have a conversation with, a lifeline in isolation. We're talking about live streaming churches, which is going completely digital with our church experience and and pretty neat, you know, all things considered. Talking about supporting the church in a time of need just to make sure that uh, we're still following God's command of tithing and we're ensuring that the doors will be there to open when we're ready to go back into the halls and into the sanctuaries. 
And we're also talking about some of the things to discuss when you get connected. Certainly prayer, do a, a vitality check-in, find out how they're doing, discuss the sermon, read a book. This, this could have permanent changes on the church, Mark. Well, what's funny is, aside from worshiping in your own home, aside from us being forced to be apart right now, these are all things that the church could just be doing anyway. Call people. Read read the books of the Bible with each other. Read <laughs> read books about the Bible with each other. Like this this isn't new stuff. No. We just have we just sort of have more time on our hands. And if we want to stop being isolated, isolated, we can yeah. be physically isolated, but let's not be socially isolated. Yeah. So okay, so if this sounds good to you guys, I got a little bit of a challenge for you. I want to invite you to join the church of the isolated. So if you are willing to join the Church of the Isolated, here are a few key tenets that you have to follow, okay? Very simple. I'm not going to ask for a lot. If you are willing to be a member of the Church of the Isolated, the Church of the Isolated reaches out. Contact people. Get in touch. The Church of the Isolated is active, not passive, right? We're getting into this. We're confronting it head on. We're staying active in the midst of our isolation. The Church of the Isolated is patient. goes without saying that we're not sure how long we're going to have to be on this treadmill. (laughs) So just take a deep breath and let's be patient with one another and with the situation. And finally, the Church of the Isolated is generous. If you see a friend or a neighbor or a loved one in need, do what you can to help. Be there, step up, give of yourself, give your time, give your resources. Be generous. So if you're willing to reach out, be active, stay patient, and give generously, then I would like to welcome you as another card-carrying member of the Church of the Isolated. Mark, thanks so much. This has been a really good episode, I think. Yeah. Well, listen, if you did enjoy this episode, uh, you can get the latest podcast episodes every week and review the whole library. You've got a lot there to listen to on the Bridge mobile app. If you uh, did enjoy this episode and you think somebody would benefit from it, share it with a friend. Very easy to share. And especially at this time where they could use some encouragement in the midst of all of this chaos that we're facing. Provide some feedback. Suggest other show topics just by emailing us, podcast at 887thebridge.com. And you can get complete show notes, some links to some resources on our website at 887thebridge.com. 